Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 59 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall. Hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Got an action-packed episode for you this week. Uh, you may have noticed we missed an episode last week. Not anything big going on, but just I, I had some family in town uh, and in and, and this current environment that is COVID and the pandemic. It's rare to have that. Uh, so so I took some extra time just to do that as opposed to getting in the studio and spreading the common sense. Uh, now, of course, we are back to full strength this week. And, uh, and because of missing a week, we tend to have a little more content. So there's going to be a little more content this week. And then, of course, ridiculously, literally right as I was about to start recording, uh, I reached up to get something and just completely knocked the camera out of whack. And that took an extra little bit of time there to fix. It's a, it's it's a fine adjustment for this camera. Otherwise, I look much worse than I usually look, which isn't good to begin with. So we got to have the camera camera going correctly there. Uh, so after that little snafu, we're we're back to it now. Actually, actually doing an episode. All right. Uh, before we get into the the meat of the episode, the common sense for this week, uh, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, four episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, you can also follow my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalShawn, at S O C A L S E A N. Lots of great photos and stuff up there. Uh, and of course, our YouTube channel, head over to YouTube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Just got to remember, go tell it to the wall. It's honestly, if you Google go tell it to the wall, it's, it's like the first thing that pops up is. is at least one of the pages or sites or social platforms related to uh, this podcast and, and YouTube channel and everything else. So it should be pretty easy for you, but I still like to list them out. Uh, and of course, most importantly, would be SeanOrourkeLive.com. Uh, bookmark that one, check back off, and you're going to find links to those other platforms I just mentioned, uh, as well as blog posts, exclusive photos, exclusive videos that aren't really exclusive because I believe they're all also on YouTube, but... I can say that, and, and that'll maybe get people going there. Uh, and, of course, also our Patreon uh, campaign, which links directly from SeanOrourkeLive.com. Help us out financially uh, if you have the means to do so and you enjoy what you're hearing. Uh, on top of that, if you want to pick up some Common Sense merch, some T-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, wine glasses. Well, I, I know we have a, a, a large wine-drinking contingent that listens to this podcast. Uh, make sure you head over to our merch site and order up yourself some Common Sense Go Tell It to the Wall merch link directly from the website. There's a nice little tab at the top. It says merch. It's easy to find. SeanOrourkeLive.com. All right. Uh, I want to say, I have to say this. We didn't have an episode last week, but two weeks ago, it's funny because I was looking at my notes and I was like, yes, it's finally getting cool. And I knew this would happen. It's all, every year this happens. And I think this happens like nationwide for the most part, but especially in Southern California, we get this little tease of fall before fall actually hits. Uh, now fall is here officially since the last uh, episode that we had. Uh, and, and of course, with that comes 90 plus degree heat uh, yet again. I was very excited to, to actually bust out the hoodies. And we did get a little cool down there. Uh, you know, I said it a couple weeks ago, uh, but of course, the past few days here in Southern California, I believe all of Southern California, but definitely in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles area. We've been in the 90s in the past few days. It's, it's very warm outside. Like, you don't want to go outside warm. I know those people in, like, Arizona are like, that's nothing. That's a, I don't care. It is too hot here. It's ridiculous. Uh, so so I'm, I'm, I'm over the heat. I'm ready to get out of this. Let's get the hoodies out, the beanies. It's time. Uh, you know, I would say... Wear, wear pants instead of shorts, but I don't wear a lot of shorts. I, you know, I, if I'm going to the beach or something, I'm wearing shorts, but for the most part, I, I, I wear pants, even sweatpants. I'm wearing sweatpants as, as I speak right now, even despite the fact that it's 90-some degrees outside. Uh, thank God for air conditioning, though. I mean, I've got, I can literally hear it even with my headphones on. I don't think you guys can actually hear it, but that air conditioning is pumping. Uh, thank God for air conditioning and solar power. 
big, big help as far as running the air conditioning constantly, despite the fact that we're in October. Is that, and like I said, every year, and it's funny, I got reminded of this with, with Facebook. I'm already getting tangented here. Uh, I was reminded of this with Facebook like a year ago. So I'm going, oh man, the heat's coming back and it dips down, comes back up, dips down. And I had posted like years ago about it being a hundred and years ago, but like a week ago, years ago, you know, the Facebook memories, everyone knows what that is. It was 113 degrees in downtown Los Angeles, 113 setting a record. So it was that nice reminder of like, yeah, we do this every year. Everyone gets a little surprised that it heats back up, you know, once October hits and it's, uh, I, I call it false fall. I think a lot of people do false fall, false autumn, whatever it might be. Um, and it, it, it happens every, every year, but I'm, oh, I'm ready for a cool down here. Oh Lord. At least it's been cooler in the mornings walking my kid to school and it's like, oh, it's nice and chilly outside. But then like 11 AM hits and you're like, well, too hot to do anything outside. All right. Before we get on, get on to digital trends as we usually do, uh, I, I want to mention we're, we're kind of right in the middle. It's a funky spot. Uh, but we are coming up on the five-year anniversary of Go Tell It to the Wall. Five years. Uh, it's actually going to occur uh, on October 7th. We started this podcast. It was launched October 7th, 2016. I actually believe the first recording day was October 6th. We used to record and then post it like the next morning. Uh, but but we're coming up on five years here. Today's the third, so we're not quite there yet. Um, and I wasn't really prepared to do an anniversary show, so we're probably going to do an anniversary show soon. Might not be a show next weekend. Uh, I'll talk about that uh, toward the end of this actual episode. And again, nothing serious or bad going on, just scheduling conflicts. Uh, so we will be celebrating the five-year anniversary soon. And for those of you that haven't been around for anniversary episodes, uh, we do a little bit of uh, contemplation, looking back on things, you know, things that we've talked about over the past five years, uh, and and just kind of celebrate that because. We actually do have listeners that have been listening for an entire five years, and a lot of them are like, oh, yeah, I remember when that was a thing we were talking about. Or uh, My favorite is like, we're still talking about this five years. Yeah, there's going to be some of that too. So we'll get into, and get into a lot of that, um, and big thank yous to a lot of our supporters and patrons uh, when we do get to the actual five-year anniversary. But we're coming up on it. Look out for some anniversary posts uh, coming up this week because uh, it's been five, five whole years of doing this. Five years, almost 200 episodes, countless uh, common sense topics, all the good stuff. All right, let's get into some digital trends here. I got some good hashtags this week, and uh, ke- fortunately kept it fairly light uh, when it comes to the digital trends this week. So let's start with uh, hashtag school should have taught me. Hashtag school should have taught me. Uh, this one's been making the rounds over the past like week or so, really. And this is really very much related to common sense. And people have been having fun with it, obviously. That's, that's what you do on social platforms. For You either argue or you have fun and make jokes. I prefer to stick to the having fun and making jokes, except for yelling at a wall. But that's, you know, that's something in addition to my, my own personal social media activity. So like I said, hashtag school should have taught me. Uh, but people are sharing their, on top of funny things, they're sharing their common sense skills uh, that really should have been taught in school. Um, and learning actual life skills. It's funny because you see this less now, uh, but when I was a kid in the 80s, you know, it was a big joke, like home ec, and you'd see it on sitcoms and stuff, and a a male student would get made fun of for for taking home ec, but it's actual life skills that that you're learning. Um, Now, obviously, there's something to be said for learning how to read and write and certain amounts of history, but if you look back on your own academic career, Chances are you learned a lot of stuff that you didn't necessarily or don't, never did, and now you still don't use on a daily, weekly basis. You know, you want to be a mathematician, that's great. Yeah, learn some algebra. For me, as soon as I got out of high school, I was done with math. And I took pre-calculus in high school. Pre-calculus and calculus. Physics. Took serious stuff. I don't use that because I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I went to film school for the love of God. That's how much I didn't like math class was I went to film school. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying don't learn these things, but let's get some real life skills uh, out of school, you know, how to, how to, how to fry an egg, cook some scrambled eggs, so many people, how to change a tire. I'll tell you, not everyone does this, uh, but I, in my family, I wasn't allowed to, I got my license, but I wasn't allowed to go out driving by myself until I knew how to change a tire. 
just common sense. You, and yeah, AAA, whatever. And trust me, I got AAA. I use it. Don't get me wrong. However, these are just common sense skills. Uh, so check out that hashtag because a lot of people are sharing those things. Like how to tie a tie. I mean, for men especially, but even women, if they want to wear a tie, how to tie a tie. Just easy common sense things. And people go out and they become adults. They finish college and they don't know how to do these common sense things. They know all the algebra, you know, and I'm guilty of this too. All kinds of ridiculous, useless philosophy topics because <laughs> I did a lot of that. Uh, throughout my career as well, but uh, let, let's learn some, some real-life skills uh, in, in actual school, high school, elementary school, middle school. That's, let's, let's add in some of that stuff in addition to, you know, math. <laughs> uh, all right, moving along. Hashtag keep Trump off Twitter. That's right. This is trending right now, uh, and I didn't look too deeply into this. I'm just so tired of even hearing about the guy. He's a retired dude who lives in Florida. I don't know why I got to keep seeing his name pop up everywhere. Uh, but apparently he has asked a judge to to force Twitter uh, to let him have his, his Twitter account back. So, you know, this was a big controversy when Twitter suspended him and then completely removed his account or whatever. Again, and I've said, I, I can't believe how many times I've had to say this over the past couple years. It is a private company. They can't be forced to let anybody use their site. That's just, that's not how it works. It's the same thing, you know. I can go out for a walk in my neighborhood and someone can be standing on the corner and, and spouting off and yelling all these crazy conspiracies and everything. There's not really much I can do about it. Uh, but if they come into my home, my privately owned residence, I can kick them the hell out. That's the difference. And my favorite part is everyone's, oh, this he's so wealthy and he's so successful and shit. Stop with this, he can't communicate with his base. Send out a press release. What the hell do you think people did before Twitter existed? And if he's so wealthy, we've heard about this for the past year or so whenever he got suspended. Even before that, I think it was happening because he'd get, you know, he'd get suspended and people make a big deal or his tweets would get removed or whatever it was. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to create my own. Do it. Create your own social site. You have the resources to do it. But instead, he's asking a judge to do something that really doesn't have any legal recourse for. Uh, but that's uh, that's where we're at with the orange menace still still hanging around. You know, it's it's, it's like herpes. It it goes away, but never fully goes away. You've you've just always got to deal with it. And now we've constantly got to deal with this orange menace. All right, uh, now this one doesn't pertain to me, uh, but apparently it is hashtag National Boyfriend Day. That's right, hashtag National Boyfriend Day. We're having a lot of these national days recently, and we always have them like. Talk like a pirate day. Last weekend was National Daughters Day. A couple days later was National Sons Day. I'm fortunately I realized it, so I was able. I was like, "Oh, I got a post a pic of my daughter falling into." The, and it's so funny too, because it's not like it's a national holiday or something. It's just a funny day that people made up. Uh, so again, today is National Boyfriend Day. Another silly day, but if you've got a boyfriend, you better share it, because otherwise the day could end and. You might find yourself in a little bit of hot water with your boyfriend. Uh, I bet tomorrow's probably National Girlfriend Day. I don't have a girlfriend either. I've got a, I've got a wife. And it, you know, so and we, in my house, that's Mother's Day and our wedding anniversary. That's when we celebrate those things. But again, silly, silly National Days. If you have a boyfriend, make sure you're sharing that with the hashtag uh, National Boyfriend Day. Uh, today is apparently also hashtag Mean Girls Day. This is the film Mean Girls. I've I always hear about it. I've never seen the the entire film. Uh, I I did I I remember watching like five minutes of it, and uh, may, if that this is it's Lindsay Lohan. I am I'm aware of the movie, because um, I do vaguely remember. I believe her father, and maybe I'm thinking of a totally different film. And somebody's gonna send me a message to their website and say, no, no, that's whatever. But I believe uh, Lindsay Lohan's father in Mean Girls is actually the and forgive me, everyone out there, and, and this actor. I don't have his real name off the top of my head because, to me, he's the janitor from Scrubs, one of the greatest uh, television characters of all time. Uh, but I believe he's her father in that one. Uh, but apparently there's a scene in the movie where uh, she's she's asked, somebody's asked what day it is, and she says, it's October 3rd, and today is October 3rd. So, of course, it's it's Mean Girl, Mean Girl's Day, uh, which seems silly, but I often celebrate uh, Rex Manning Day, so... Not one to talk. That'd be very hypocritical of me to to discuss that. And apparently, it's also uh, 
an important date in, in Full Metal Alchemist, which is an anime series or film, I believe. Uh, that one never crossed my path, despite the fact that I did take anime classes uh, in film school, but that was just not one of them featured, or maybe that was a day that I was not paying attention. Though I often paid attention in those auteur classes, learned a lot about uh, anime. Uh, but then again, as much as I'm railing against the use of algebra in my daily life, I don't use my anime knowledge that often either, so I guess it's kind of one and the same in certain ways. But if you are celebrating, uh, happy na uh, happy Mean Girls Day, and I guess happy Full Metal Alchemist Day. I didn't see that hashtag floating around, but I did see uh, that there's some relation with uh, October 3rd to that. Um, and before we move on, I want to be a little bit serious, but not really. Because every, everybody, that's the thing. And especially listeners of this podcast, we have a very large, uh, you know, ska, punk, uh, emo, alternative, rock fan base. Uh, yes, September ended a few days ago. We had to deal with the Billy Joe memes and everybody sharing it. And I'll tell you, so <laughs> I just stay out of it because I've pointed out to people that the song's about his father dying. So it's not it's not really a joke. And even if you think it's a joke and Billy Joe says, okay, have fun with it. It is such a tired joke. What, like we get it. September's over. Stop sharing the Billy Joe memes. If you're not familiar, this is uh, there's a song uh, When September Ends by, by Green Day. Just saw I saw them perform it live in the very beginning of September. Uh, but I actually saw somebody post in a group. This wasn't like a friend of mine on, I think it must have been Facebook. Uh, they posted, you know, uh, Billy Joe got woken up because they wanted to know about, uh, wanted to inform him about his extended car warranty. And I was like, wow, way to just beat two overdone jokes to death uh, at the same time. So stop with the Billy Joe memes. We get it. September's over. Uh, and I believe I did see a soundbite from him. Uh, where he said, we're going to do a, a, a shut the fuck up when October starts. So even Billy Joe's getting tired of it outside of the, the real meaning behind the song. It's just tired. We get it. Same damn joke every year, and 50 million people got to post about it. Like, you're not funny. Everyone else is posting it, too. All right, some COVID updates. We had some travelers, some vacationers, I assume. I don't know what they were doing. There must have been vacationing uh, from Los Angeles, a couple of them. Uh, traveled to Hawaii and actually promptly were arrested uh, at the airport because if you're not aware, uh, to go to Hawaii, you have to have proof of vaccination uh, and or a negative COVID test. Uh, these people apparently uh, f forged their, their negative COVID tests. They were fake. Uh, and so, again, they were promptly arrested on arrival in Hawaii. Uh, they were released but sent back to Los Angeles and will, will most likely have to go back to Hawaii uh, in order to, to go to court. They'll have a court date set. Here's a ridiculous thing to me. I, and you know me if you've listened to this podcast. Get the damn vaccine. Call it a day. Just get the vaccine. You know, just be done with it. I'm, I'm so sick of this anti-vax stuff. But even, okay, put that aside for a minute. Even if you don't, just go get the damn test. You, this isn't even like you have to have the vaccine to go. You can also have a negative test, and I believe they forged their negative tests. It's like, wait, what? Is it? It's not that difficult to get a a, a COVID test and, and have it show as negative, so that you can. And stop vacationing for the love of God. Hawaii's been, it keeps saying like, please stop coming here, and everybody's traveling to Hawaii. Get over yourselves. You don't need a vacation right now. Uh, but even if you're going to do it, why? Why with the fake stuff? Get the vaccine. If you're not going to get the vaccine, just go get a damn test. It's not that difficult. My four-year-old gets tested once a week. And she doesn't mind it at all. She'll wake up Wednesday mornings and she's like, it's test day. And I'm like, all right. yes, it is. As a matter of fact, get your COVID test today, kiddo. Uh, not difficult. She's four. Four. No problems with the test. Unbelievable, the immaturity of people. Uh, COVID and the holidays. We had uh, Fauci. Can't, he was doing an interview recently and was asked if we're going to be able to gather together for the holidays. And I'm actually going to go twofold with this. Something that came up after I was putting together uh, notes for the show today. Uh, but he said he's just not sure yet. He's just not sure. And I saw somebody, some politician, you can guess which side of the aisle that politician was from, uh, tweeted out or posted something, however they're doing, they're communicating, and said, 
Uh, Fauci and Biden are not going to cancel Christmas. This is my favorite thing. Nobody's canceling Christmas. They're simply giving uh, recommendations for safety for people. Nobody said, well, Christmas is canceled. This happened last year with Halloween. Everyone, well, Halloween's canceled. It's not canceled. You just don't be stupid. You don't need to go house to house spreading COVID around. You know, just common sense. Uh, so, of course, all the blame here is, and that's the funny thing, is the people complaining the most are like anti-vaxxers and everything else, or people probably flying to Hawaii with fake negative COVID tests. They're the ones complaining. Well, it's like, just go get the damn vaccine. We'll be in a much better place if you got the damn vaccine. I mean, look at look at the maps. It's crazy. California has such a large population. We're doing so much better than states that have a much smaller population. Why? Much more vaccinations, much more uh things in place to keep keep others safe. It, it's unbelievable. Uh, and speaking of vaccine, the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, multiple ones out there, uh, we're seeing kind of the, the more and more of the fallout from, from company-mandated vaccines. In fact, uh, uh, the NBA's been dealing with this uh, a, a little bit over the past few weeks. They have a couple of star basketball players in the NBA uh, that didn't want to get the vaccine and it's going to cause issues because in certain cities around the country, uh, specifically New York and uh, San Francisco, they're not allowed to play in those cities without being vaccinated. Not just having negative tests, they have to be vaccinated. Uh, well, this mor- as of this morning, one of those few superstars uh, got the vaccine so that he could play in San Francisco. That's his, his home home city where, where they play basketball games. The, the uh, Golden State Warriors, they play in San Francisco. We're seeing this more and more uh, with companies. There was such talk of like, well, I'm going to quit. Everybody's going to quit. There's going to be a mass exodus. Thus far, there has not been a mass exodus. There's still a lot of pushback. A lot of pushback. Uh, especially with, with the police officers in, in many cities around the country who are automatically trying to get exemptions, even though they're not valid exemptions. But for the most part, it, it, employees and people are just getting the vaccine. Because they're realizing that's the best thing to do, is just get the damn vaccine. So we're definitely not seeing that that uh, mass exodus that that was being kind of touted as, as a possibility of happening. Not happening. And in fact, interesting little tidbit, uh, in Las Vegas, you, you I, believe, I don't believe it's the city, it can't be the city of Las Vegas. <laughs> it's not the entire city. Uh, the, the Raiders football team plays in Las Vegas now. They have mandated that anybody going to games uh, needs to be vaccinated. So they had their first home game of the football season uh, a couple weeks ago in Las Vegas. And there was a statistic that something like 6,000 fans that were going to the game actually went and got vaccinated before the the game. They were motivated to do that because they would not be able to go to the game without being vaccinated. (laughs) It's really simple. It's really simple. You put something right in front, and they're going to be like, all right, well, I guess now I am going to get vaccinated. And sure enough, most of them are. They're just they're getting the vaccine. It's not that big a deal. Just get the damn thing. I'm waiting. It sounds like November for kids, and my kid's going to uh, turn five in November, so hopefully um, be eligible right around the time that she hits the age of elgi- eligibility because they're talking ages 5 to 12 right now uh, is kind of the next one. Uh, masks. Masks. This is this is the one that we're just we're looking at common sense data here uh, when it comes to a lot of things such as masking. If you look at school numbers uh, from states and cities that don't have a mask mandate for students, they are seeing spikes in cases, especially among kids, kids and adolescents. And if you look at cities and areas where they do require masks uh, inside, uh, we can see that uh, that the transmission rate is much much lower. Uh, specifically here in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Unified School District, uh, strict ma- mask mandates. You have to wear a mask inside. You have to wear a mask in class. Uh, my kid goes to school every day, wears a mask. The only time she takes it off is to eat lunch, and they keep them distanced to eat lunch. Uh, but she has no problem. Again, four years old. Four years old, she's capable of wearing a mask all day, has no problems with it. It's not that difficult. Put on the damn mask. Put it on. This is tangible proof of how the masking uh, helps to slow the transmission and spread of of COVID. The number the numbers are right there. It's it's black and white. There's no real gray area here. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Just look where the cases rise for kids is is areas where they don't wear masks in school. It's simple. 
I mean, it's the same thing for businesses where you don't they don't have mask mandates. Same thing, but really, if you look at schools, that it's right there, right in front of us. When this first happened, oh, kids are fine. We're only worried about our grandma. No, kids are not fine. They're very susceptible to this, uh, to this as well. And so it's very frustrating to, uh, to see that because it's so simple just to have kids wear masks. I, I don't understand it at all, at all. Uh, there's some good news on the COVID front. Uh, there is a COVID pill being developed uh, by Merck. Merck, one of these you know pharmaceutical companies. Uh, they're developing a pill and they're trying to get emergency approval uh, from either the FDA or whoever does that. You know, if, if you're not aware, when the vaccines first came out, we didn't have full FDA approval, but they were approved for emergency use uh, to slow the spread of COVID. Uh, so now we're looking at that, and it cuts down significantly. Uh, it's highly effective against hospitalization and death when it comes to COVID. Uh, so, so we'll s- most likely be seeing that one soon. Uh, take a pill to uh, to actually help with with the COVID situation. Still get the vaccine. Just get the shot. I get it. I don't like getting shots either. But good lord, just get the shot and let's get past this thing. I'm everybody's freaking tired of it. You know, I say wear masks and still distance and be safe, but I'm I'm tired of it, very much so. In fact, as we move into some mental health here, I want to talk a little bit about FOMO, because trust me, I've been feeling it, without a doubt. Uh, for those of you not familiar, FOMO stands for fear of missing out. You know, so you see, and and granted, <laughs> social media uh, causes so much of this just in general, has been ever since its inception and popularity went through the roof. Uh, But it was hitting me hard, particularly last weekend. Uh, Punk rock bowling was happening in Las Vegas. I made a conscious decision. Uh, I was actually kind of planning on going back in, like, June when things were getting so much better, and then the Delta variant popped up, uh, you know, a couple months ago, and I said, ah, (laughs) that's too much for me. Um, You know, and obviously, as you know, I've been going to shows, but I didn't want to converge on a city that I don't live in uh, full of people traveling there from not only around the United States, but Canada and, and um, other countries that they that they were able to travel from. So we're not even talking about just the U.S. We're just tons of people. Who knows how their communities are doing? Um, you know, so I was like, nope, that's it's too much for me. Huge crowds, everything else. Uh, but man, seeing those pictures all last weekend, it's like I am I am missing out. And I was feeling the FOMO all weekend. I know others were too. If you were not at Punk Rock Bowling and you're in that community, you see these photos. I really wanted to see everyone. I really did. Uh, but it just it wasn't worth the trade-off of, of being worried. Um, you know, and a lot of that is, is revolved. And I've talked to many friends about this that have kids. Uh, it would probably be a little less cautious. I'd, I'd still be cautious, but I'd be more likely to do certain things uh, if I didn't have a fear of bringing it home to my child who cannot be vaccinated, it's not it's not worth it. You know, 99% survival rate, whatever, I, my, I, my kid's not going to be in that 1%. It's just not worth it. And so, brings me to my next thing. Don't sacrifice your comfort level just because of FOMO. And there, there's always going to be the next time when it comes to everything. You, you're better off being safe in there and having the chance at the next time uh, than not being safe and and God forbid something does happen to you and you're not able to enjoy it the next time around. I mean, punk rock bowling, actually, specifically, you don't have to wait a whole year. It's going to it's gonna happen again in May. That's when it usually happens. This was just the postponed weekend because uh, it was postponed a couple times ever since the beginning of the pandemic. But man, that FOMO was real. <laughs> I, had some, I had friends there posting photos. I had friends sending me photos. And, just, and I was happy. I love seeing the stuff. But uh, every time I'm like, man really wish I was actually there seeing all of my friends and people that I, and especially people that I just know uh, through on through online stuff, social media stuff, I've never met in person, so many of those that I could have met last weekend, but it just, I just, I couldn't do it personally. And I don't fault, I don't fault anyone for going because it seemed very safe. You had to be vaccinated or have a negative test like you, to even get into the thing. Um, and for, for everybody I know, personally that's gone has gotten tested afterward and they've come back negative so it just the risk just wasn't worth it for me personally having a a four-year-old at home and knowing how my anxiety that's the thing is you, you you're feeling that FOMO but then I would have just been a little ball of anxiety uh for most of the weekend just and and I will admit part of that is a rational fear to an extent uh but 
COVID's not, COVID's not irrational. It's it's an actual thing, you know, that we're dealing with and have been dealing with for almost two years now. Uh, I will say, yeah, balancing that and that moves me on to balancing your comfort level versus a return to normal. Uh, we're we are eventually going to get back to normal. It's going to happen. We're either all going to get vaccinated. We're all going to get herd immune. Whatever happens, or everyone that doesn't want to get vaccinated is going to die. Eventually, we will come out of the pandemic, and uh, and hopefully we will learn things. Hopefully, never again will people have to be taught how to wash their hands. And that's something that, when that first happened, I, and I think I said it on the podcast, I was like, I, people think I'm crazy for being a bit of a germaphobe. Like, no, 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 no. People have to be told how to wash their hands. So that's just right there. That's enough proof. We all, and we all want to get back to normal. Trust me, I do. I do. My kid doesn't mind wearing a mask at school. I don't want her to have to wear a mask at school. I, I, I want to. I don't want to wear a mask at shows all the time. So we all want to get back there. But you can't sacrifice your comfort level. It's not worth uh, taxing your own mental health. So keep that in mind whenever you are contemplating doing certain things, getting somewhat back to normal, depending on what, what you can do in, in your city or community or state, a country. We have should, many listeners that aren't in the United States. Gauge that with your own comfort level. Because it's not worth sacrificing your mental health just to appease your FOMO, uh, or even your friends, family, whatever it might be, it's not worth the risk a lot of times. You see a lot of those posts, too, where uh, somebody says, well, you know, talk to such and such a relative or a close friend, and I said, and they want to come over. And it, and it's like, but you're not vaccinated, and you haven't been safe, you can't come over. And then that, those people get mad. And it's like, no, you you brought this on yourself. You can't get mad at people for wanting to keep themselves safe. It's their own choice. You know, and those same people are like, it's my body, my choice when it comes to anti- It's their their body, their choice if they want to be around you. It's their own home, their own family. It's not it's not your not your right to get upset about that at all. All right, let's move along to some positive news. I'm sure most of you that listen to this podcast regularly uh, have already heard this news, but I want to uh, I want to celebrate it for the positive, especially for this week as a positive news story because it was some great news we got uh, over the past week. I can't. It was about a week ago, I think. I think it was exactly a week ago. Uh, and that would be uh, the great Mark Hoppus of Blink-182. We got news that he is officially cancer-free right now. Uh, I had talked a few weeks back about him being done with chemo, but not quite out of the woods. Uh, now we do have confirmation that he is cancer-free, which is particularly amazing because uh, he had stage 4 cancer, which is, you know, and not to downgrade certain types, you know, but you, I'm sure most of you out there have had uh, family or friends that have dealt with cancer and it's varying degrees of it. I've had friends and family that have dealt with skin cancer. You get something removed and, and it's easier to treat when it's early on in the thing. Stage four is not very early on. Uh, so fortunately, Mark Hoppus was able to uh, to become cancer-free. Still a lot of recovery. I don't think we're going to see him jumping around a stage just yet. Chemo is a hell of a thing, man. It takes it out of you. It really does. It, if you've ever... Uh, been around someone going through chemo or even spoken to someone going through chemo or just seen it on TV or online. Like it's a hell of a hell of a thing to go through. Gonna wreak havoc on your body. Uh so we're not gonna see him jumping around a stage anytime soon, but uh uh but this is a move in the right direction. Uh, and of course if you're not aware, when you when you go through when you survive cancer, when you even when you're cancer free, you have to go back for testing for quite a while so he'll be in for testing like every six months to make sure it doesn't come back um but again glad to see him come out of this so far and god cancer sucks it's one it's just it's such a horrible disease that that hopefully you know hopefully in my lifetime it'll we'll have a cure for it if not maybe my kid's lifetime you know who knows it's just it's such a horrible horrible disease all right speaking of kids let's move on to a little parenting Halloween is coming this month. It is October. That's right. Uh, we will have our annual Halloween special, which we... It'll be our fifth annual Halloween special. Wow. I believe so. I think we did one in our first year. It's either our f- fifth, maybe our fourth. I don't know if we did one in 2016. I think we did. Maybe not. I don't know. I've got to go back and look. But we've done at least... This will at least be the fourth one, maybe fifth. Uh, 
And coincidentally, Halloween's on a Sunday this year, so we'll see how that shakes out. We might we might do a little Saturday recording, Common Sense Saturdays, uh, have some fun with it, but that will be coming. Uh, but, but well before we get to that, uh, we're still not back to normal. This is also COVID-related here. Still not back to normal. Um, but I think from a parenting standpoint, you got to find other ways to make it fun. Um, you know, I don't even know that we're going to go trick-or-treating this year or anything. Who knows? Maybe a little Halloween party. Now it's a little bit better. I mean, last year, just we had to throw a little Halloween party with just my my wife and daughter. And it's like, well, we got to make this fun for her somehow. Halloween games and, and everything else. Bought some extra decorations for the house. Uh, she's all about the decorations. Uh, I think that's key. Really, for kids of any age, uh, especially I got a four-year-old, she was so excited. Um, like last week, I was like, all right, we'll start pulling out the... And we didn't put quite everything up uh, like last week because it wasn't even October, um, but started to gradually put up like the fall decorations and stuff. And then like two days ago, finally, it was like, all right, let's get the Halloween. Got some, I, and we don't have a ton of stuff in my house. Got some lights and these giant inflatable eyeballs that everybody, everyone in the neighborhood loves them. They pass by and they're like, I love the eyeballs. I'm like, thanks. Ten bucks at Target. One of those just great things you find. Uh, so that that's one way to kind of get yourself and your kids in the spirit, I think. And like I said, Mike, Mike get very excited about Halloween. She's, she wants to dress up, um, which is funny because, and I'm waiting for her to pull the Audible like she did last year. We spent money on a Rapunzel costume from Tangled last year, and then on Halloween she's like, no, I want to be a tiger. Like, well, fortunately, we have all this tiger stuff for you that you can wear instead. And then this year, she's like, I want to be Rapunzel. I'm like, sweet, you've got it again, but I just know it's going to come up now. So we've got a few weeks of her to change for her to change her mind and then possibly change it on actual Halloween. Uh, she has also somehow, and this is my kid, I don't, and, and avoid this if you can, because as you know, with kids of a certain age, toddlers, uh, you know, preschoolers, they find a song. And they want to hear that damn song over and over and over again. Fortunately, mine was never super into Frozen. I didn't have to hear Let It Go too much. But the Frozen 2 soundtrack, oh yeah. All about that one. And I don't mind it a lot of times, although sometimes I'm like, okay, I love this band, but I've been listening to them every day for two weeks. Let's switch it up a little, because my kid loves ska. I've said that before. Loves it. She's all about Half Past 2 right now. She's listening to that like crazy. She loves Cat Bite has been a big lesson Jake fan for a long all about it but sometimes I'm like okay we've listened to this every day for a week. it's let's move on to something else and lately she has latched on and I don't even know where she got this I think kids were talking about it at school because there's a a movie that just came out on Friday a new one an animated one and that's the Adams family so now almost every morning can we hear the Adams family song I'm just like okay it's not that it's a terrible song but when you got to hear it every morning for the past two weeks or couple times a day it gets to you so i don't know where she's getting getting the she got that from somewhere and she's too we're not watching adam's family it's gonna give her the creeps she likes the song we're not gonna watch it uh, but of course there's like a whole halloween playlist that uh, my wife pulls up on spotify i think I, I must have some halloween songs in my collection too but she pulls it up on spotify it starts with adam's family and goes through a bunch you know, and then there's obvious ones. Thriller's always in there and some other ones. And now I'm learning even new Halloween songs that I didn't know were were songs out in, out in the song world. The song world? Sometimes my mind just goes into strange places and song world. The music world? Whatever. Uh, so so be, be careful of that one out there, parents. They're going to latch on and you're going to have the Adams Family song stuck in your head for... The entire month of October, which is... I've already got it stuck in my head. She started this obsession with it like a week and a half, two weeks ago. I think some kids at school were talking about it or whatever. All right. Uh, oh. All right, I think it was last episode we had. I talked about the cold going around. Kids. Kids getting the colds. I know so many friends I know uh, where their kids have gotten sick. Well, mine got it. My four-year-old got it. Now, fortunately, she gets tested every week. Uh, she kind of started getting sick at the end of last week, literally the day after she was tested. We got her negative test back, uh, and then she was out of school the beginning of this week. And it's just like, okay, and it's extra nerve-wracking because of COVID. And we felt pretty good about it. It was just, we know this cold's going around. It kind of mirrored some friends that we talked to and, and how their kids, you know, oh, they 
Uh, started with a stuffy nose and had a little fever spike, and now I say fe- not the 103, 104 stuff that you, you know you're seeing with a lot of kids that catch COVID, but a little spike in the fever, and then you know come back to it. So wasn't as nerve wracking as it could have been just because we had that that reference, I guess. Uh, but it is going around, so know that if your kids get, it's good to get them tested anyway. And we're, I'm just fortunate enough to live in Los Angeles where my my kids' school tests are once a week. Uh, get them tested anyway, but know that there's there's these colds going around, uh, and my my favorite like my favorite thing, my least favorite thing, but the most ridiculous thing, uh, and I'm sure many of you out there can relate. Trying to get a toddler uh, or a young child to blow their nose, oh lord! Now she'll wipe the hell out of her nose. She'll go through a box of tissues in like a day, and not because she needs the box of tissues in a day. Because what she'll do is she'll pull a tissue, she wipes, and then throws it away. I'm like, but she she's just wiping her nose. She's not like blowing her nose. And, uh, and I remember this as a kid. I'm pretty sure my mother was like, blow your nose, and like try, and I was like, no, and she doesn't blow her nose, which then inevitably prolongs the cold. We all know that as well. I have been fortunate, though, uh, knock on wood, uh, that I did not catch this cold, because I've talked about that on the podcast a couple years ago, when like right around when my kid hit two, she was getting sick like once a month, and she wasn't going to preschool or anything. Like, how the hell are you getting... From the playground? What are we doing here? Right, she'd get sick, and two days later, I'd get sick. I got lucky on this one. Again, knock on wood, but I think I'm in the clear now because she's clearly she's better now, and usually you're contagious before you even start showing symptoms. So made it through that one, fortunately. But, uh, but know that that's going around. Just get them to blow their nose and <laughs> know that the cold's going around. I'm sure really every every community worldwide but in southern california the colds are going around it's multiple families that i know uh, have had sick kids recently all right one more thing i want to talk about this is the thing that drives me nuts and i know that many of you can relate to this and that would be the early rising on the weekends Uh, my kid has was never really an early riser at all occasionally if she knew something exciting was going on like we're taking a trip or something she she's in our room like hey we're going we're leaving whatever um now, and this was a great thing because yeah, I didn't have, wasn't up at 5.30 in the morning constantly with my child. Uh, but then it became a tough thing once school started because she's basically like a teenager in the mornings. I uh, try to get her up at 7, having nothing of it. It's like a 10-minute like situation of trying to get her awake in the morning. And uh, recently I've had to resort to, uh, to putting on some ska music. She'll get up start dancing around at least, but she's... You, you start waking her up, open the curtains or whatever, and she's like, no, I want to sleep more. I want to sleep more. But the ridiculous thing is, and, and I swear they program this into children somehow, on the weekends, yesterday, for example, uh, she wants to be up as early as possible. And I'm like, you can actually sleep a little more. You know, I don't want her sleeping in like crazy, but you don't need to be up at 7. Let, let, we can sleep until 7.30. Get a little extra sleep here. But no, like yesterday, for example, she's at the edge of our bed, six in the morning she goes oh the sun's up it's time to get up it's time to wake up and i'm like why can't why can't you do this on like a wednesday instead of a saturday 6 a.m honest to god 6 a.m and i just want some extra sleep i'm like can i please get get a little bit extra sleep i i am a person who enjoys sleep i was never one of those that could get up for like a get up for work at like 5 30 you know i'm i when i was in my in my marketing career there at, at some of the the bigger studios, it was like a nine a.m. day. I I was I'd get up like boom boom shower in the car like getting up at like eight fifteen and ten fifteen minutes to get ready and then <laughs> gotta love Los Angeles half an hour commute for six miles or whatever ridiculous. Uh, but I'm like no coffee breakfast no I'll get all that once I get into the office I want to get as much sleep as possible. Not a morning person myself. I'm learning to be with getting my kid up a little earlier because now, like, it's earlier than I've had to do for most jobs. And I've had to get up early for flights, and there was times where I have a meeting or something, and i got to get up real early, you know. But, oh, Jesus, I, I'm not a not a morning person. I'm a morning person to an extent, but mornings should start at, like, 9, not 7. Let's, let's, start, let's start that trend. Even 8, 7 a.m. Kids, I just, I don't know why kids have to go to, she's got to... Her school starts at eight twenty in the morning. Like Jesus Christ. Mine was that bad. At my school, when I was in high school, seven fifty-five in the morning. I'm like, I'm useless for my entire first period here. 
I'm a teenager. I, I'm not. No, I don't need to be getting up. This, but that's just how it is. That's what we do. Make the kids get up all ridiculously early. Let's start school at like nine. That's when the workday starts. You know, and parents got to get their kids to school. Fine. Do have like a zero period where the kids can do something if they have to be at school. But for those that don't, calm it down. Fortunately, the, my, it takes us like five minutes to walk to school. It's right near my house. So don't have to like get in the car and everything. But there's some mornings where I'm like, we are late. Let's go. Because, you know, with a kid, you got you to breakfast and get dressed. And that's it's all a production. And we have this thing in L- in Los Angeles with the unified with LAUSD. Uh, it's called Daily Pass, and you have to go in and verify that your kid's not sick. And then so you do it through an app, and then when you go to drop them off, they scan it just to make sure it's you know. And it's all connected with their negative tests and stuff, which is great. I but I'm running around in the morning like eat your toast, let me do this thing, and ska music's blaring because it's the only thing that keeps her awake. And of course, what's gonna happen? She's gonna be a teenager one day, and it's gonna be ten times worse. And I'm just be like, why was I complaining when she was four? Now she's 14, and I need a jackhammer to get her out of bed. All right, let's move on to some common sense. Still a little parenting theming going on here. Uh, and this one, you might have already heard of this one, but I, I'd be remiss to not mention it on an episode of Common Sense Sundays. Uh, we had some controversy, controversy in finger quotes, uh, with some gorillas at the Bronx Zoo. They're in New York, the Bronx Zoo. Uh, they were engaging in some some sensitive activities uh, that that children don't see normally on a daily basis, even if they're watching National Geographic, because this was something like, if you didn't think that we came from monkeys, <laughs> look what they're doing. Uh, I'm not going to get into detail on it. If you're curious, just go Google gorillas at the Bronx Zoo. This is not the first time this happened. I don't believe this is the first time it's happened at Bronx Zoo, uh, but it came up recently. Um, and here's the thing. Gorilla's gonna gorilla. <laughs> That's what they're gonna do. You're you're in you're looking into their home. Think about what you do in your home with your significant other. Think about what you do in your home by yourself. If some people were just coming along and looking in a window like hi, waving at you. So you can't really fault the gorillas. Um not shocking. Very funny though. I will say, uh that's some conversations that have to happen with kids. Uh, and I will say, I saw a part of the video, like there was a quick clip going around. That wasn't really a, vi- it was a little, you could see the gorillas in the background, but it was a couple of parents clearly laughing their ass off. And it's like, that, that would be me. I would just be laughing. I'd be like, okay, kid, no, over here, kids. As I'm peeing myself from laughing. But gorilla's gonna gorilla. Like, what do you expect? Let them be gorillas. That's what they're gonna do. Uh, Instagram for kids. That's right. Because that's something that's needed. <laughs> Facebook has been developing Instagram for kids. This would be Instagram for kids 13 and other. Un, other? Under. If you're not aware, you actually need to be uh, over 13 to use Facebook technically. Now, obviously, there's kids on there that are not over 13. Uh, you just, I think you just fake the birth date. Uh, I'm on Facebook, but I'm obviously over 13. Facebook didn't exist when I was a 13-year-old. Social media didn't exist. I was an adult when... All of this stuff came out very, very much a full-fledged adult. Uh, so they were developing this. They've been developing it, I guess, for a little while. They announced they're putting a pause on it uh, because they were getting some backlash. Here's the thing. Kids 13 and under, really kids, teenagers don't even need more screen time. And we've seen multiple studies that are out in the world, uh, even kids over 13, uh, that, that end up developing problems because of Instagram, because of what they're seeing on Instagram. You know, it's like FOMO on steroids uh, and, and just not feeling good about themselves and having lower self-esteem. So we don't need to do this to kids, especially kids under 13. It's just not something that's needed. Uh, let them be kids for a while. You know, they don't need to constantly be viewing social media, constantly looking at a screen, get some fresh air, ride a bike. I know I sound like such an old man, but it's so true. I'm thankful uh, personally, and this is just me. I'm not. I've talked about this before too. Now, kids, you can grow up and be a millionaire from playing video games. But me personally, I played a little Nintendo when I was a kid. That was, you know, I got one in the '80s. I enjoyed a little Nintendo, all about the Zelda for a while. 
uh, for the most part, I couldn't spend hours sitting in front of a game console. Just couldn't do it. Uh, the only game consoles in my house now, it's a it's a NES Classic, which plays old Nintendo games, and we have an Atari Classic, like this retro Atari thing that's just got Atari games built into it. And neither of those have been touched in months. Months. So let, let's just, let's minimize the screen time for the kids. Everyone has the right to raise their kids the way they want, but we don't need this put out into the world. Uh, I'm glad Facebook paused this, and I'm hoping that it will stay paused. Like, I don't need my kid looking at Instagram. I, do, I don't, even if it's geared toward kids, I don't need my kid looking at Instagram all day, every day. You know, I do it, but I'm an adult. <laughs> and even then, the FOMO, everything else, it can wreak havoc on my own uh, mental health and self-esteem. All right. Uh, now, if you're in Los An- the Los Angeles area, chances are you have friends in the film and television industry, so you're probably very much aware of this. Uh, but for those of you outside of Los Angeles or outside of the industry, uh, you might have seen the the solidarity uh, social posts that are going out there. Uh, people talking about Yahtzee, which is uh, one of the the unions uh, for film and television. Uh, really, I mean, really worldwide, but I say here in Los Angeles because so many people in Los Angeles work in the industry. I have multiple friends. I went to film school. I've, I have worked in the industry. I'm uh, not actually part of a union, but um, I've, I've worked with many people that are in the unions, many friends and colleagues that are going to be affected by this. Um, that union works so damn hard. Uh, and, and we're not talking about uh, the Director's Guild where you have... The top end of that is just, they're all very wealthy. You know, many of the writers, in the Writers Guild, they're people that are not that super. Uh, but with the Yahtzee, not, and most of them are not super wealthy. And they work their asses off to, to make sure that the industry keeps running. You know, they don't get all the accolades that, uh, that like, the writers get, the directors get, and all that stuff. So we're most likely going to see a strike. We'll actually know uh, probably tomorrow morning. They're voting on it now, but I can tell you... Uh, for my friends and colleagues, uh, the the strike is going to be approved because they're able to vote uh, through the end of today, Sunday, October 3rd. Um, it's going to affect production. It is. And, and we all, uh, you know, I, I enjoy television. My kid, I don't watch a lot of television during the day. My kid goes to bed, I turn on turn on a little bit of television. That's how I end my night before I go to bed. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's nice seeing production ramp back up after the pandemic and everything else and now with it being fall, but... The bottom line is this is something that has to happen. Has to happen. So as frustrating uh, as it is, know that it's much more frustrating for people that are dealing with this, that are actually in the union and having to go on strike. Uh, and we stand with we stand with all unions here at Go Tell It to the Wall, uh, especially important ones like IATSE. So, so keep that in mind, um, that that's what's going on. And you should stand with them, support them, uh, be in solidarity with all of those union workers. All right, one more thing before we move on to some entertainment news. Uh, there was a man selling a catalytic converter online. You might have seen this. If not, uh, you're going to enjoy it. Now, he took a picture of the catalytic converter like on his couch or his coffee table or something. Unfortunately for him, he forgot to move the gigantic bag of meth uh, that was sitting next to a gigantic drug scale. I say drug scale. It's a scale, but if you've ever seen these kinds of scales, you're like, I know what that's used to weigh. Not to mention the giant bag of meth sitting right next to it. A little bit of a dead giveaway. Uh, so, this actually happened. Uh, first off, that catalytic converter, if you see some meth in the background, don't buy that catalytic converter. There's a good chance it was stolen. That's a thing that happens. If you don't know what a catalytic converter is, it's a part under the car. It has to do with your exhaust. Uh, it's fairly easy to steal. F- fairly easy. you got to know what you're doing. But, you know, you always hear the joke about copper wiring being stolen. That's like catalytic converters. I, I see it pop up on, uh, like, Twitter and Nextdoor, and, and uh, I don't have the Ring app anymore. When I had Ring neighborhoods, like, people, oh, my catalytic converter was stolen. Like, yep, and so they sell them. Uh, and then on top of that, just, just, <laughs> Se- so first of all, that's a stolen catalytic converter. Second of all, don't do meth. You know, I, I, I'm a big proponent of recreational marijuana not can not going to to look down on most people for occasional recreational drug use occasional as long as it's not affecting your family and your finances and all that too much however meth doesn't fall into those categories don't do meth let alone sell it 
Let's just avoid that. Uh, and third, check your pictures before you post them online. This is common sense. It can happen to anybody. I definitely have a friend who uh, had a full frontal nude photo posted of him online because the person posting it wasn't looking at the background. They were only looking at the foreground of the people the photo was being taken of, and that got posted on Facebook. Uh, and if this was at Burning Man, so it's like it was li not an illegal situation. You can there's you can be a nude you can be completely nude out there at Burning Man, uh, but sometimes you don't want to post those on Facebook because suddenly somebody's grandmother's like, oh, that's more of that person than I was planning on seeing today. So always double check your photos. Most importantly, just don't do meth. Jesus Christ, or sell it. You're gonna get in trouble. Giant bag. I saw the picture. I was like, dude, it was so funny because I was like, why is this? Oh. I see what's going on here. Nothing good is going on there. That's for sure. All right, some entertainment news. Uh, of course, this is something we've been doing for a while now, so I want to talk about listening to. Uh, what I've been listening to lately is The Drowns. We've got a, a couple of Drowns stickers on the wall back here. You can see them. Um, Under Tension was actually my number one album personally of 2020. Fantastic album, love the drowns. I uh, have connected with a couple of those guys uh, on the social platforms. Uh, so that's what I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, and part of that is because I am actually seeing them this coming week in Alex's Bar on Wednesday. Uh, I was super disappointed because they announced a little mini tour that they just kicked off this weekend. Uh, they are based in Seattle, uh, that area. Uh, and they were originally just playing a, a, a show in Pomona on Thursday, which I would not be able to attend. Uh, at all. But fortunately for me, they added this Wednesday date at Alex's. Uh, so I got lucky with that added date, but highly recommend the Drowns. If you're not listening to the Drowns, you are missing out. Great, great band. Uh, my favorite album of 2020. Uh, speaking of shows, I had the privilege of seeing one of my absolute favorite bands this past week. Just going to give a quick Quick little recap on that, and that would be the Bomb Pops. I saw them. Uh, they have been touring, and they're just finishing up. They've got like three shows left. They've been touring with a couple of bands. Uh, Bayside is the headliner there, which I had no idea who Bayside was. Uh, Senses Fail and Hawthorne Heights, which I've heard of. They're just a little too emo for my taste. I wouldn't fault anyone for liking them. And apparently Bayside has this huge fan base. In fact, uh, going there with my sis Laura, we're at the show and walk in, and there's this gigantic merch line. Not quite hella mega big, but gigantic. And we're like, oh, shoot, we... We're going to have to stand in that merch line for a while. And uh, sure enough, we're standing around. I look, and I'm like, oh, wait, that is just the merch line for Bayside. The Bomb Pops merch line has, like, two people in it. <laughs> like, well, I'm not buying any Bayside merch. Luckily, I just go over here. So that was good. Uh, but it was fantastic to see the Bomb Pops for the first time in almost two years. The last time uh, I saw them live was November of 2019. Uh, so I got to see them at the very end of September 2021. Uh, and they are one of my absolute favorites. They put on a great show, as they always do. Uh, and finally got to hear, they released an album in uh, in March of 2020. March 13th, 2020. Now, one or two of those songs we didn't have a chance to hear before they released the album. They played them live. Uh, but it was nice to hear some of the new songs that we've never heard live. So that was awesome. As well as some of the classics. Uh, the one disappointing thing is uh, is Polly is not currently on this, this particular tour. Uh, and for those of you that are familiar with the Bomb Pops, uh, Jen and Polly are both the lead singers. They, they split lead singer duty, and in fact, uh, they each write lyrics for songs. They basically split up the writing duties, write their own, their own songs lyrically, then they get together, write all the music for it, along with Josh and Neil on drums and, uh, drums and bass. Uh, but So really, it's very... And for reference, for those of you familiar with Blink-182, now still, but especially back in the 90s, it was like half and half, Mark and Tom. You had a Mark song and a Tom song. That's how it is. Unfortunately, with Polly being out, uh, they really only did Jen-led songs. Uh, so I am also looking forward to Polly coming back uh, and, and seeing uh, seeing more of those songs and seeing Polly up on stage again because I love pa I love that whole band. They're great people. I get to, I've hung out with them many times, great people. Uh, but it'll be nice to see Polly getting back into it. But uh, good on her for taking care of her health at this time, which is obviously the most important thing you can do. But great show. Really enjoy House of Blues Anaheim. Uh, I hadn't been there. Uh, this is a, a new location for those of you familiar with Orange County. It's no longer in downtown Disney, uh, but it's it's a nice location. Great, great venue for a show. Uh, had a great time on Tuesday night, uh, not only seeing them, but but hanging out a bit. 
uh, with, with some bands and some friends there on Tuesday night down in Anaheim. Well worth the drive from Los Angeles. Not that far of a drive, but a bit of a, bit of a drive on a Tuesday night. All right, a little more entertainment news here. Uh, what I'm watching lately, I want to throw this one out there. If you're looking for a new show to watch and you have Disney+, Plus, uh, my wife and I have very much been enjoying The Mysterious Benedict Society. Uh, Tony Hale is fantastic in this, along with really the entire cast is great. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but the entire cast is, is great. Very much enjoy the character development. Apparently it's based on a novel series, which is funny because I wasn't aware of that, and I started watching the show. I was like, oh, is that something I can read for fun? And then I went and looked at like the age range for it, and it's like for eight-year-olds. I was like, eh, maybe, maybe I'm not going to read it. But the show, uh, it's, it's definitely, you could have, kids could watch it, um, but but uh, it, it's definitely it's not just a kids show. It's uh, very between the character development, the dialogue, and, and the plot line. It's a lot of fun to watch. Highly recommend that one if you're looking for something new to watch. And you have Disney Plus. It is on Disney Plus. Uh, I can't say I'd recommend this one, but I'd be remiss for not mentioning this this show, The Squid Game. I just saw it today. It was the number like the past week. It was the number one watched show on Netflix. It is a Netflix show. Uh, it is a Korean television show. So I'm not even sure if it's subtitled. But I was I kept seeing people post about it. It's like, what is this? I gotta go check this out. Not for me. I understand the appeal of it, uh, but it is it is a very gruesome, bloody show. Uh, so so if, again, if you're looking for something new and you're into the more gruesome, not horror stuff, because it's not horror. It's a bit of a uh, a uh, social commentary. Just has a lot of violence and gruesome stuff in it. Um, if you're looking for a new show, that might be for you. Just not for me. But it's very very popular. I just I'm like. Ah. I like funnier things, you know. It's it's hard for me to get into just dramas in general. I'm very much into funny things. Uh, and in fact, I found this thing very funny. There were some clips circulating around of Machine Gun Kelly. I don't like to talk about him on the podcast because I find him very annoying. As you know, if you've been a listener, long-time listener or short-time listener, respect for all types of music. Like, I don't listen to everything, but that's fine. If... if what do you want to listen? You like country? That's fine. You know, you like this mumble rap stuff? That's fine. I, I don't understand it, but that's fine. Every, nobody should be listening to Machine Gun Kelly. If anything, he's perpetuating a certain culture that he doesn't belong in. But I'm not going to get into that, go down that road. What I will say is he played a festival called, what the hell? Louder Than Life Fest, like last weekend. Dude got booed relentlessly while he was on stage. Part of this stems from... Him talking shit about uh, another, and I don't even respect to them. I'm not a fan. Slipknot. He was he was talking some smack about Slipknot while he was on stage. Uh, so I think part of this is spawned from that. He was booed relentlessly while he was playing on stage for this. Also, at one point, got down into the pit and punched a guy. Machine Gun Kelly punched a guy in the pit, uh, who probably was running up to him and saying, "What the hell are you doing? Please just get out of here." <laughs> I'm saying that nicer than the guy probably was. There's probably a lot of f bombs coming from. The guy who got punched's mouth, uh, but Machine Gun Kelly. Let's just can we, if cancel culture was a real thing, could we cancel this dude? He had to leave rap because of Eminem. Like he should probably leave pop punk. Go do I don't know. No, no offense to country fans. Go try country or something. I can't deal with this guy, even even close to the the, the music that I listen to. Can't stand him. Can't stand him. And I'll say it again. Respect all music, but this guy, no, no. We don't need Machine Gun Kelly. We can do without Machine Gun Kelly. Go go collaborate with Kanye and sleep in a stadium for two years, and we won't have to hear about you for a while. All right, uh, we're almost done for this week, but I do want to talk about some upcoming shows. Uh, I mentioned The Drowns. I'll be out at The Drowns on Wednesday at Alex's Bar if you're in Los Angeles or the Southern California area. I want to check out a great band. Uh, head out to Alex's on Wednesday, Alex's Bar in Long Beach. Great venue. I've mentioned it many times on this podcast. Uh, Going to be seeing the drowns there. I'll also be down at the Observatory in Santa Ana on Tuesday uh, for Anti-Flag. Uh, and if you are heading to that one, it's going to be real easy to find me, not only because of my purple hair, but I will literally be working the Punk Rock Saves Lives booth uh, down there at the Anti-Flag show. Uh, so if you're going to either one of those shows, hit me up. I'll give you a sticker. Come say hi. Give you a fist bump, probably, unless I know you well. I'm not giving out the hugs to just random people here. So fist bump it up. Sticker all, all right there for you. Uh, and then coming up a week from yesterday, or two weeks from yesterday, I'm sorry, 
because, and I'll mention why, but we're probably missing an episode next week. Uh, we'll be Rancid and Dropkick Murphys. I am seeing them at the Shrine here in Los Angeles, uh, Shrine Outdoors. So if you're going to be at that one, look for me. I will not be working a Punk Rock Saves Lives booth, but I will be running around with my purple hair uh, and, and my usual, pretty much my usual crew of, of delinquents <laughs> that, that go to shows. Uh, so if you're heading to that one as well on the 16th at the Shrine, hit me up. I'll have some stickers for you and some fist bumps. Uh, and like I said, most li- there might be an episode next weekend. Uh, we're going to see my wife uh, is going out of town, uh, which is not a big deal. If you've been a longtime listener of the show, you know she she does business. This is a different trip, but she does business trips. She was traveling to China quite a bit before the pandemic. Uh, so it just makes it more difficult with me and, and my four-year-old alone at home. Uh, and, and might be able to squeeze it in, uh, but my wife hasn't traveled in, in almost two years. Uh, so as much as my daughter and I are both used to it, we've done it many, many times, daddy-daughter time. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be semi-new because it's been almost two years. Uh, so we'll see if I can actually get into the studio. If not, uh, we will be back the following Sunday. Uh, that schedule is all clear, and that will most likely be the fifth anniversary episode for Go tell it to the wall. All right. We're way over time this week, but it's okay. It happens sometimes. You guys can always pause pause the episode. Make sure you subscribe too. I don't mention that a lot, but subscribe. Don't just listen. Hit that little subscribe button. Hit the little like button. Share it with your friends. For Pete's sake, we always want to grow the audience. Uh, but on that note, that is going to do it for us for this week. Uh, episode 59 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall, uh, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall, and also my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, uh, and of course, SeanOrWorkLive.com, uh, where you can find all of those things, as well as a link to our Patreon page and our merch website. All right, uh, we will... Maybe be back next week, same wall place, same wall time, uh, but definitely the week after. Uh, And until then, I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And until next time, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.